0: Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven.
1: And I'm Jamie.
0: And this week we're recapping season three, episode six, Secrets and Lies.
1: It was so funny. Uh, we got to the first scene, and it was like Attack of the Homecoming Queens.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> from
1: like every generation. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I
1: remember.
0: Well, I'm glad you did, because, Jamie, this episode was clear for my memory. I don't think I ever saw this episode at all. I remembered absolutely nothing about it. It was like watching a brand new episode.
1: <laughs> well, that's always nice, too.
0: Yeah, I was like, I don't remember this at all. Like, I I don't know if I ever watched it or what, but remembered nothing. I don't remember the lady, which I'm going to call Freck. <laughs> Old lady. Old lady Freck.
1: I was and... calling her the elder.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. the elder. The elder the elder lady.
1: She's the elder queen.
0: <laughs> and Jack is nowhere to be found in this episode.
1: I, you know, I didn't even notice.
0: <laughs> really? I noticed right away. I was like, Jack's not, not even in Jack.
1: I wasn't looking for Jack. I didn't notice. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jack.
0: So the storyline that happened happens with Andy is something that you did bring up in Mm -hmm. the past, and I never remembered it. But she does like accuse somebody of like doing something that they never did. She's awful; (laughs) like she's just awful. (laughs) She's
1: changed so much. Like she just came back, and she's this whole other person. Very selfish person. She's not thinking. Like I don't. It's disturbing. I mean, she, she kind of explains it later. She's got this like one track mind and she just focuses on what her goal and everything else fades away, which means she's not taking any consideration, you know, the reactions and consequences and how things can be affected, not just her own life, but the people around her for the things that she's doing. She just has no awareness of it at all until until she does, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's called being selfish.
1: Okay, yeah, I just say that.
0: It's just crazy to me.
1: I know. I mean, she always did kind of have like a single track mind. Like even with before when her we first met her, she was focused on schoolwork and that's what she was focused on and keeping her family together. Pacey got involved and screwed up her whole you know program, and uh, she became relying on him. And now she's doing what she thinks she has to to get him back, and it's just making everything worse.
0: Yeah, you know what else I didn't like in the end? She still made her made herself out to be like a victim. It was so annoying. Mm-hmm. And poor Pacey's just like i can't do this like Mm. i can't do this it's not healthy
1: i like how he explains it i guess yeah at the end very mature of him yeah very honest he's very happy
0: (laughs) wait when she gave him that fucking skipper's hat and her dad's boat shoes i was like oh pacey take that stupid hat off (laughs) i was like you look like an idiot It's not even a nice skipper. (laughs) (laughs) Or did he say it was a cap? No, it was a skipper's hat because it wasn't a captain's hat, right? I think it was a
1: a skipper's cap.
0: Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we uh, get into this episode, Jamie, mm-hmm. I just want to say happy birthday. Thank Your birthday you. was yesterday.
1: It was yesterday. Yay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you do anything exciting?
1: <laughs> Did I do anything exciting? No.
0: I, knew day, you worked, talk I worked. They talked to I worked. I
1: worked. I, my normal shift. Yes, I worked. I I did not take off for my birthday, because if I did, I would have done nothing anyways. So why not be
0: occupied? Yeah, and me? I said that sounds good to me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know, but you know, I'll use that vacation time for when I actually need to do something.
0: Yeah, um, yeah we're still things, home, so like, what's the difference?
1: Right, and though, but my day was good. So the morning, I got my presents from Terry. Which was awesome. So, you know, Sephora gift cards. So yay. I said that really weird. Sephora <laughs> gift <cord>. cards. I <laughs> got <laughs> a Sephora gift card, an Amazon gift card, and a really cute card, which is exciting. But then I also got this so exciting. Insta Insta X Polaroid camera. Well, it's not Polaroid, but you know what I mean. Was it say Fuji? Fuji film. Either way, I freaking love this thing. It's so cute.
0: <laughs> I know it's really I like it a lot
1: and of course it's coming back it is it's totally coming back and it's nice because it's instant it's right then and there and they're cute and they're tiny um the other exciting part of my day was my bts cake toppers came in and they were really, really <laughs> adorable <laughs> so if you uh guys are on our facebook group i actually made a post about it yesterday because that's how excited i was
0: <laughs> and there's a
1: picture of the cake toppers they were really yeah. so what did i do when i first got open my camera and i set everything up and i you know put the batteries in and and put in the film I took a picture of my cake toppers
0: <laughs> yeah it's funny it's high, art. <laughs> it's high art
1: it's really cute I was just playing with it just to see how the camera did because it's been a long time since I played with a Polaroid I was saying earlier my last Polaroid camera it was the Barbie Polaroid camera the purple <laughs> and the, the you know pink and green apparently I don't green. remember the green part but it was green <laughs> but I remembered exactly how they would like print out of the system and the border that was on the film anyways (laughs) love that camera no idea what happened to it um and then i got chinese food for dinner oh awesome yeah i mean i was looking all day off and on trying to find like a korean restaurant that had what i wanted and
0: i know you're telling me
1: it was very frustrating because what i wanted is in new jersey (laughs) and it's too far away for me to just go there in the middle you know at the end of the day. And they'll probably be busy at this time of hour anyway. So I didn't get that, but I got my Chinese food and I was very happy.
0: What's, what's your order? What do you get when you get Chinese food?
1: Chinese food? Mm-hmm. Uh, usually they're General chose special. Oh, okay. I don't go crazy. I'm really simple.
0: Yeah. I always, I lately get, cause I'm not a big Chinese food person. I just really like getting the sushi, but I will always get like a pint of Szechuan shrimp, but I, and I like fried dumplings and yeah. house fried rice. I like that too, but
1: that's good. and Even white rice. I don't care which one it comes with. And the vegetables, of course, and the wonton soup is good. And, and the spring rolls and the shrimp spring rolls.
0: <laughs> yeah. I All just, I'll eat it if it's in front of me, but it's not like my first choice. And Justin will, could eat it like every fucking day. And I'm like, I, I, enough, like enough. I don't want it.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I could eat it every day.
0: Ugh, Unless, it like, I so brought
1: new, new stuff. Yeah. It's a little heavy. When I eat it, I feel stuffed for a really long time. So I'm like, wow. Well,
0: and I'm always so thirsty. I'm not eating ever. anymore.
1: It's probably salt. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if I had anything else. It's really, I went and got luggage. I got carry on luggage bag. Really excited. Cause you know, I'll eventually take my first plane ride. Um, yeah. Well,
0: so, sounds like you're like set. You got your new camera. You got your new luggage. You're getting your passport. You got your yeah, blood yeah. test done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did that one myself.
0: <laughs> you got your BTS cake toppers. <laughs> you're ready to go
1: ready ready to go and especially needed those cake toppers i know (laughs) i want them all i'm gonna have like a shelf (laughs) above my monitors on my on my desk you know i'm just gonna put a shelf on the wall and it's just gonna be all my all my bts cake
0: toppers i approve that
1: (laughs) it's gonna be awesome (laughs) um they're so cute
0: (laughs) yeah they are i like them um, well, I'm happy that you had a nice birthday. i glad that you enjoyed it and you got everything that you wanted. Um, you share your birthday with Greg Berlanti, who works on Dawson's Creek, which I thought was funny. Um,
1: happy birthday, birthday twin.
0: Um, well, I didn't really do anything over the weekend. I, I've just been working a lot. I've been working a lot of overtime. And Saturday, I went out and ran a couple of errands um sunday all i did was edit you know what i've been really into 90s mariah carey yes i've been listening to all of her 90s era music from like the time she came out to like the time i was in high school yes and it's bringing me back to my childhood like obsessed
1: like butterfly rainbow
0: i'm even talking earlier like i'm talking like vision of love someday um Emotions
1: What album is that? Hold on
0: Well, the funny thing is, on Friday You were sending me all these videos To watch, and I ended up Working late, and I was li- Like, I usually listen to podcasts when I work But I turned the podcast off because it was making me nervous And I couldn't, like, concentrate So I ended up putting on one of the videos That you sent me And I said, I'm gonna listen to, like, a Kelly Clarkson song So I put on Kelly Clarkson So from there I was listening to a bunch of her karaoke that she does on her show. She sang a Mariah Carey song, and then after that, the Mariah Carey Unplugged came on from 1992. And I listened to that whole concert. And then after that, I was listening to like more of her stuff. And I was just sitting in my kitchen. I got a lot of work done because <laughs> it made me focus better. But I listened to yeah, yeah. I was music. And- music
1: for some reason. Compared to podcasts, and I mean, we have a podcast and kudos to everybody who listens to us while they're working, but I, it distracts me because I start listening to the podcast and I lose focus of work or I focus in on work and then I forget, I would miss what happens in the podcast. It's too much. Like my brain can't separate that much conversation. It's like having open conversations with multiple people at once and I have Uh to focus on everything. It's impossible for me. So I listen to music instead because music is more mindless. It's, you know, more upbeat or whatever so that's why i was sending you some videos i'm glad that even though maybe my k-pop suggestions weren't really what you were looking for that you rediscovered mariah carey so i was looking her up and vision of love came out in 1990 yeah which is crazy. the year that i was born <laughs> um but i remember this because i i grew up on this but i think butterfly was probably one of my favorites that came out in 97 mm-hmm. but all of these are so good the merry christmas album Oh, yeah. It's my favorite oh, yeah. Christmas album. This one came out in
0: 94. That whole album oh, reminds man. me of my mom. Music
1: I- Box. Yep, same. My mom loved Mariah, loved Mariah Carey. I just, I honestly don't know anything past... Uh...
0: I feel like I'm going to have the same answer. When she started to get into, like, hip-hop, it was, like... That's when I stopped paying attention to her.
1: Uh, so, Rainbow, I had... I don't remember anything from Glitter. Maybe if I listen to it, like I remember when Glitter came out, but I don't remember if I actually know any songs off of it. None of them look familiar as far as the names concerned. And then I just, I have no idea. Some of them, I think I've probably heard some of the songs, but I don't know them like I know the other ones.
0: Yeah. I like, I have her Honey album.
1: Yeah, but that's not honey, the name of the honey, album.
0: Honey, honey, but... I think it is. I think it's called Honey, isn't it? Daydream. No. Is that
1: the song's probably called Honey?
0: Yeah, the song's called Honey. I thought that's the album. No, it's
1: Butterfly. Butterfly is the album. That's my favorite
0: album. Oh yeah, that's the one I have. Yeah,
1: butterfly. Yeah, me
0: too. Well, I was just listening to her greatest hits on Amazon. And it starts from the beginning and then it just kept going. And then I had to turn it off to do this. But yeah, I'm in like a Mariah Carey vibe lately. I like it. So you know what, Jamie? I'm just really looking forward to this weekend. We have a long weekend ahead of us. Mm. And I'm excited for the new Stranger Things. And I know what I'm going to do on Friday after work. I'm just going to sit my ass in front of my TV and start watching it. Because I'm just really looking forward to it. So, all right. Do you want to get into this episode?
1: Do you want to get into
0: this episode? I do. Okay. <laughs> this week, we are recapping Season 3, Episode 6. Secrets and Lies, aired November 10th, 1999, directed by Gregory Prang and written by Greg Berlanti. So, how appropriate.
1: (laughs) How appropriate. Happy birthday.
0: And like I said before, I honestly don't remember any of this episode, so. Mm -hmm. I remembered Um, it. <laughs> I will say it was such a gen heavy episode to me. I thought she looked so cute through the whole thing.
1: I loved her hair. Yeah. So when they had the little the dance thing or whatever that the event that the
0: happened. HQ the HQ gala.
1: Yeah. The the gala. <laughs> the gala. <laughs> they say it's so weird what is it? gala
0: gala oh yeah they can say gala, gala they say gala, gala and
1: i'm like gala. can we can we talk about that when we get there because i've got questions <laughs> it's like tomato tomato so it i've like had flashbacks to like my eighth grade prom the way her hair was was like how my hair was <laughs> the little like clips and pieces i'm like oh my god flashback yeah that was definitely the style then <laughs>
0: I know. I had my hair like that, too.
1: in <laughs> uh, clips and pins. Yeah. Little you, butterfly clips, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you have the, the butterfly clips that were on like the wires, the springs, and they would flap? <laughs> I had a whole
0: box of those. I think so. I'm pretty sure I had those. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whatever happened to them. <laughs>
1: uh, me either. I lost them in one of the moves. Or they're in a box still
0: you every time you do that you say they're in a you look over like the box is right there meanwhile you're always like I think they're in a box at my mom's
1: oh my mom only has like two containers of mine and they're both filled with barbies okay
0: (laughs) no you're always like this but they're in a box and you look over I'm like I've seen like a video like a scan of your your office and I'm like I don't think you have all these like boxes of shit in your in your office
1: (laughs) So, over in this direction is also the crawl space, which is where my boxes are. Oh,
0: that makes sense.
1: That's my office, per se, but behind the walls of my office.
0: In the walls of my office, I in have more stuff. That's why I'm always looking over at the boxes.
1: I have x-ray vision. I'm just looking through walls at this point.
0: You're, you're scanning the wall.
1: Scanning through the walls.
0: All right. Well, that makes a lot of sense now. I
1: thought so. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> I can sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we open in Capeside High and we're with Jen and Dawson and they're walking down the stairs. And she's talking about how she's turning into her mother and Dawson's wearing a very red sweater, which I could never pull off. I cannot pull off red or brown or yeah, like red or browns. I can't wear red or browns. I just look terrible in them. I
1: feel like I could totally pull off red if my hair was darker. I mean, my hair
0: is pretty you can dark. Pull off red.
1: Yeah, because I'm, I'm dark. I have dark features.
0: Yeah, but Dawson has blonde hair and he can pull it off.
1: Well, Dawson's a freak of nature.
0: <laughs> he was very rarely in this episode, too. Did you notice? But I
1: can pull off red lipstick. Yes, yes. Him, I did kind of... Only like a really little bit notice, but I totally didn't even realize Jack was in this not in this episode at all.
0: I was a little disappointed that Jack wasn't in in this episode.
1: I know. I thought he would have at least been a little bit involved with this whole issue with Jen, but he was nowhere to be found. Where is Jack? Because for
0: the most part, like when you're having a homecoming gala or a or dance, you're doing I mean, I've never had a homecoming gala. It's always been a dance. There's a king and a queen. It was never just devoted to the queen, which I thought was very weird. I don't know. Cape Capeside's a very weird town. <laughs> I don't understand.
1: it. Could this be considered sexist? They don't have a king, just a queen? Are they?
0: They're like, men don't matter. Because Jack should <laughs> have been the king.
1: well maybe it would have
0: been it would have been cute to have them together and then he would have been like there would have been a whole storyline with Henry but then
1: the Henry storyline never probably would have happened if she had Jack come in for a dance like they could have
0: done it I mean they've written so much garbage on this show so
1: far I don't know
0: anyway let's we're digressing I guess there Um, was
1: many men in in in, uh, in Andy and Jen's life at the moment they decided to cut out Jack for the time Yeah.
0: they're like, we're, there's too much testosterone. There's too much, it. it's too much,
1: too much. Yeah, one one at a time.
0: The gay guy doesn't matter. We're not going to put the gay guy in this episode. <laughs> he had his two episode arc last season, <laughs> and now he does not complain about how he's gay.
1: <laughs> he doesn't complain.
0: <laughs> yes, he does. He's always like, Cape side population, gay homo one me. That's me, Jen. That's all it is. Is me. I'm the gayest football player in Cape Side. Everybody knows who I am, Jen. So I'm going to talk about it on the news. So everybody knows who I am. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so Jen's concerned about the homecoming queen situation because her mom was a Miss Cape Cod who graduated from swimsuit competition to cucumber sandwiches, high teas, and junior league. First and of all, cucumber sandwiches sound so good. I've had cucumber sandwiches there. I, I want, want a
1: sandwich. cucumber sandwich all this is really? bread
0: cream cheese i think they put butter on it sometimes cucumbers and uh that's it you cut the crust off
1: yeah i want i want that
0: i've watched martha stewart make them talk about it a, talk about a queen T. martha stewart T,
1: yeah the one that went to prison yeah i love <laughs> martha
0: stewart i don't care if she went to prison i love her <laughs> yeah. and she's a leo too so jen's upset because she's popular and she says she sold her soul she's become that false character who follows her name around and dawson tells her that she's beating herself up too much so she says only when i deserve it just another happy character flaw brought to you directly from mommy dearest So Dawson's like, you got it backwards, Jen. He tells her that people voted for her for Homecoming Queen because she's different. And she says, they voted for me because I'm blonde and I can fill out my sweater. And he goes, that too. (laughs) But when kids voted, they voted for an outsider, a provocateur, a messiah to lead them from the mainstream. So at this point, Jen kind of like agrees with him too. She's like, yeah, I get it, whatever. She's like, I never thought the day I came to Cape Side from big New York City that I turn into this like homecoming queen in the small town Cape Side where everybody wanted to be just like me. <laughs> Last year nobody liked me. Now everybody loves me. <laughs> um, Mr. Milo makes an appearance, PC's guidance counselor, and he interrupts Dawson and Jen in their intense conversation, and he introduces her to. All of the previous homecoming queens that Cape Side has had the pleasure of crowning.
1: I literally wrote in my notes for this scene, Attack of the Homecoming Queens. There's <laughs> yeah. so many women just coming in.
0: A lot of they're them were just like walking,
1: this. right? Well, uh-huh. some of them were, and I feel like some of them were eyeing Jen up like a piece of like I don't, they're, I don't even know.
0: They I, were I also tall were, compared to Jen.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're all in heels and
0: 90s uh, power suits
1: (laughs) yeah yeah basically they were all like they all like they were getting out of a business meeting they did (laughs) in the middle of a high school surrounded by teenagers they came out looking like they did it was just bizarre
0: (laughs) they're like if you're a homecoming queen at capeside high you will definitely become a businesswoman so think about it jen
1: either that or they just they just remind me of somebody that came off like Uh, what is it called listen i'm not upper class so um (laughs) what what do we have those like the like a country club like they all just came out of a country club like
0: (laughs) oh okay all right
1: country club women you know women who marry and sit home and look pretty who's got time for that
0: but they're not they're all like business women
1: are they are they though
0: Look, do, we, do we
1: know what their profession is? Either they're businesswomen or they're country clubbers.
0: If I could be a country clubber and be a stay at home husband, I definitely would. I would. My life would be boring. I, <laughs> no, I would not care. I would find something to do. <laughs> if I didn't have to work every day, I would love it.
1: <laughs> See, <sighs> I have issues with it, with not making my own money and relying on somebody else. That bothers me not knocking it if that's something other people could do man do you, you just
0: know? find a side gig and just hoard your money so that <laughs> your husband doesn't know about it and then in the divorce you get half of whatever is his because you know that's what happens when you're together for a long time
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's just sign a prenup
0: <laughs> yeah but i don't know the oldest living HQ, so by the way, I'm going to refer to these women as the HQ because that's how they refer to them in this episode, which I thought was so fucking annoying, but I'm going to do it because they did. And it's HQ, easier than like saying... HQ,
1: GQ, or what is
0: it? <laughs> it's easier than saying homecoming queen every time, so i'm just gonna say hq
1: ck you know know. ck1 gq
0: GQ? sure is
1: that what i said gq cq what did i say i don't even know whatever i said was probably wrong
0: (laughs) gentleman's quarterly
1: yeah that oh man
0: so the oldest living hq comes up to introduce herself she pushes her way through the crowd and her name is Constance Freckling of the Mayflower Frecklings, famous Frecklings candies. And she's holding Jen's hand and she tells her to extend her index finger along the inside of her wrist. Now you know the secret handshake. And I'm like, it's not a secret anymore. She just fucking said it in front of other people that aren't HQs. So like anybody could do that dumb handshake. She's such an idiot. She's I mean, very all aggressive. I, all
1: I did was like move their finger. Like it's what, but... Well, it's not like you like a face. hand thing and you fist bumps you're like yeah <laughs> like you know? so like
0: she like did that to her wrist with her index and, finger and no you're
1: just you're just tickling my wrist because you're weird
0: <laughs> that's also a gay handshake i think <laughs> if you, you shake think you don't know <laughs> i've never i've never done that justin used to tell me all the time when we first started dating He would, he would say like when two gay guys like do something with their finger inside the the palm of their handshake that means that they're like interested or something. And I used to be like, no, it doesn't. And I think well, it actually does.
1: I feel like guys kind of do the same thing with their thumb when they're like holding a girl's hand and, you know, like a gentle little rub back and forth. So, I mean, I don't, maybe, who knows?
0: <laughs> I think that's different.
1: Okay, maybe. That's maybe. not
0: a secret handshake.
1: No, nobody saying anything about a secret handshake. It was just a little subtle, you know, <laughs> thumb movement, a little Angie digit move
0: phalange regina (laughs) phalange she does welcome to the club i've heard all about you and we hear all the hqs in the background say congratulations and dawson and jen just look at each other she's like what did i get myself into now we're at the potter shack and there's a whole construction crew there and we see Bessie. She's like, this is so exciting. And she asks Pacey and Joey who just like walked up. She says, whose brilliant idea was this again? And Pacey and Joey both say mine at the same time. So Pacey explains that it was Joey's idea to turn their home into a bed and breakfast, but he's the one who told her how to do it next to nothing. So, I didn't realize this was the season that they got into the bed and breakfast. I thought it was next season.
1: Nope. This is how their love blooms, because they work with each other a lot in this season, and this is why I'm so excited. Yay! The building of the B&B has begun!
0: And the boat and everything. There's a lot of construction going on, so. Yeah. I wrote, Bessie looks seriously really wet. (laughs) Like, her hair looked really wet. I didn't understand what was going on with her. (laughs) And she was wearing this, like, uncomfortable looking sweater it looks just really hot where when they were where they were at because her hair is sweaty i don't know um it just made. means i don't know
1: why she was wearing a sweater when she's working though
0: yeah it was weird Bessie tells pacey to thank his father for all the help he says that's what the police auxiliary in this town is for so joey's concerned that since a lot of their insurance money is paying for the bmb that she's just hoping that it all works out for them And Pacey's just reassuring her that it'll all work out. She says it better. I can't go back to the marina working at the boat gas station with that creep who tries to like molest me every day. And Pacey asks whatever happened to him. And she tells him that he went out on a date with a girl she knows, and she was just trying to protect her. And then she was fired the next day. (laughs) Pacey's like, what a charmer. And then he asks who the girl is. And I was like, it's so obvious who the girl is. She doesn't have any friends. She has two friends that are girls. So- I know.
1: <laughs> he knows. He just wants confirmation.
0: Like, why would she go out of her way for any other person besides any of her friends? I know. Um, so she tells him it's no one that he knows. And he tells her not to go into politics because she's incapable of lying with a straight face he asks her again and she just looks at him and she sort of like understands what she's saying he's just like oh she tells him she wasn't going to tell him she's like i wasn't gonna tell you Pacey." and he says why does it feel like i was just hit with a sledgehammer hmm. <laughs> and she says okay. it won't last Andy's too smart to fought for that jerk and pacey stops her he doesn't want to like talk about it anymore and he says whatever makes her happy right Whatever makes her happy is Kinder. lying about fake rape.
1: <laughs> oh, that's much better. Good job.
0: <laughs> I want Andy to fall into like, uh, like you know I what? want her to walk in one, one of those grates on in, <laughs> on a sidewalk and just fall through it.
1: <laughs> the sewer grates? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> she's so annoying. And she's like,
1: Oh, nice.
0: She's such oh. a terrible example right now in this season. Of
1: well, oh, She's on her way out.
0: I really want to talk to Meredith Monroe and be like, what, how did you feel when they were doing this to your character? I really want to know.
1: I mean, did she go in thinking that she wasn't going to be in this show forever? I mean, she's in and out later, but...
0: I don't know. That's what I want to know. I want to know what happened to her contract. I want to know what happened behind the scenes. I'm so curious because she had to have been reading these scripts saying to herself, they're making me so unlikable. Like maybe she got tired of it because they're pushing her off the show. Maybe she was like, well, I'm not going to continue doing this because they're making me like so unlikable. The audience isn't going to like me anymore.
1: Who knows?
0: Because she's not really a villain. She's just being very. She's
1: a troubled teenager.
0: Yeah, but she's just she's just being so unlikable. I don't like that.
1: I think that's kind of the point, Stephen.
0: <laughs> yeah, but for her personally, for the actress personally to read those, to not really get that this was happening. Like, I don't think she knew that this was happening. I don't think that she knew that that's where they were taking her character. Hmm. And I wonder as an actress to read that when you were so like, well, like the, pre- the previous year to come back to the show and be like, the audience is going to hate me. Like, what are they doing? I don't know. I feel like I would feel a certain way about that. I would feel like the writers just didn't like me. I don't know. Maybe she was mean to people behind the scenes. Who knows? I don't know. Or maybe so,
1: character wasn't written in the last.
0: I don't know. I don't know. We'll never know.
1: We'll never know.
0: That guy, Craig Anderson, he's in another Facebook, Dawson's Creek Facebook group. He worked behind the scenes. I think he was like a production assistant or something. I don't remember, but... I've talked about him before. He always posts a lot of fun behind-the-scenes photos and stuff from his time on the show. He seems like a really nice guy. Really? Yeah. Cool. Um, And he's very, like, open about talking about things on that group. But I like responded to something that he posted and I was like, I want to know like the juicy gossip, like the behind the scenes, juicy gossip, like who was fighting with who blah, blah, blah. And he was like, no fighting. Everybody liked each other, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, well, "Lies!" I know. I was like,
1: nobody ever just gets along swimmingly unless you're me. No, just kidding.
0: <laughs> like the writers literally talked about how the actors Hello. were not getting along. So I don't know
1: he signed some kind of, you know, Christy agreement. I
0: know NDA. (laughs) Busy Phillips even talked about it, how they were getting so frustrated working on the show anymore. So I don't know. Anyway, back to the show. So we see Dawson come home. He calls out to his dad. He's in the kitchen. And then he says, mom, And then the camera pans over to Dawson, running over to give his mother a hug. And Gail's back. Oh, we
1: missed you, Gail.
0: (laughs) So I also noticed that Gail is wearing this really heavy eye makeup.
1: Yeah, they made her look a lot older.
0: It was weird. (laughs) We see Mitch come in and he says, She's home for the HQ gala. Because Gal was at HQ, I guess, at Cape, Cape Side. Did she go to Capeside? I don't know. I don't know. I'm assuming she was. I don't know. So she's like, your father knows me all too well, Mitch. And she says, oh, yeah. She says she was in HQ from an undisclosed year in the late 70s. And Mitch says, late 70s? And then they laugh. And he says, hi, Gal. And she says, hi, Mitch. So Dawson mentions that Jen's planning the gala and Mitch says that she's the new HQ and gal's like, how the fuck did that happen? (laughs) Jen's the last person I would think would be the HQ
1: quite in that many words, but yes,
0: (laughs) (laughs) gal was much nicer. Dawson says that he's interpreting it as an early sign of the Armageddon. So gal asks Dawson to be her escort. And we see Dawson look over at Mitch. Like, why aren't you asking my dad? And Mitch looks like he's kinda of hurt. Like Yeah,
1: he just kinda of looks like a like a puppy who's just been kicked and he just kinda of walks away with his head down like Yeah. Up.
0: Exactly. That's exactly what he reminded me of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> his droopy ears just went down and his tail tucked
0: between his legs as he turned and walked away. I mean, I get it. She doesn't want to, like, fall into old habits, but... Well,
1: I mean, she just got back. We don't really know if they've been talking at all. You know what I mean? She doesn't... They don't know where each other stands or anything or what he's been doing or...
0: Yeah, because according to this, they don't even speak, so...
1: Right. So why would they make it awkward in her bother asking to ask him when she can just ask her son? I mean, I understand her thought process behind it. Nothing like coming back, asking somebody who turns around and is like, why are you asking me? We don't even talk. We're not friends right now. You know, like why- I
0: think if she asked him, he would have said yes.
1: Probably at this point in time, yes, but she doesn't know his thoughts or feelings or how he felt while she's been gone. She just is like, well, you made a decision. I mean, granted, he did kind of confess to her before she left and she told him, no, I'm leaving. But I don't know. I understand it.
0: I understood it, too. I think it was smart that that she asked Dawson. So mm-hmm. um the other thing that made me laugh was after she asks and she looks Mitch walks out of the kitchen and she just looks at Dawson and she sort of like laughs she's like "Ah." but it wasn't like a mean laugh it was just sort of like
1: like an awkward yeah yeah, it was like a nervous laugh like an awkward like well that was awkward
0: yeah like you're gonna take me right Dawson (laughs) (laughs) that
1: was awkward let me giggle and you're you're gonna be my escort right son
0: (laughs) and he's like awkward Let me make a movie about this. (laughs) So now we see Andy. uh, She goes and sits down with Pacey and Joey at lunch. And she says, hey, Pacey gets up to leave. And he says that he has French vocabulary to study. And Andy's like, you don't even take French. And he's like, oh, more of a reason, right? (laughs) So he leaves. And then Andy looks at Joey and she's like, you told him. Like, told him what? And Joey says, it slipped out of a breakfast and Andy goes breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, yeah, Pacey's been helping with the addition, you know, the one we're investing every spare cent we have to build so we can hopefully open soon and financially barely scrape by. And Andy tells her that it's not her fault. She got fired. And even if it was, she can't stay mad at her forever. And Joey goes, not forever had a few solid months she was so funny when she did that
1: she (laughs) She was like trying to give her a um (laughs) like an olive branch so to speak it's very interesting because i didn't really think that andy and joey kind of had that kind of relationship yeah but it seems like joey's trying you know what i mean she's trying to be a friend and not be so like close you know what i mean because before it was just her and dawson Mm -hmm. and i feel like for joey's character she's These last couple of seasons, she's really opened herself up. Like she's really tried to open herself up and let other people in like Jen, for example, and Andy and even Pacey, because her and Pacey were, even though they all three of them grew up together, those two weren't like actually friends. They were just both friends with Dawson. I feel like it's really nice to see her trying to get out of that comfort zone and put herself out there and try to gain these friends and actually you know do that and she is she did that when she first tried to warn andy and again and and now so
0: yeah and andy was just a fucking bitch to her <laughs> she's yeah, like yeah. joey boys aren't necessarily your expertise <laughs> it's not yours either andy like this is the second boy you've ever dated right you can't count the one guy you just fucked while you're in a mental hospital that's not dating <laughs> huh. Um, so Andy says that she doesn't know what she and Rob are, but she can't help that she likes him. And Joey says, yeah, for now, but I can promise you this, Andy, you're going to get a big fat. I told you so. She gets up and leaves and Andy makes a face like she has to poop. And (laughs) (laughs) we see Jen walking up to this like big estate and there's a letter on the door, which I couldn't read. And it's the Freckerling. Oh, I'm just going to call her freck. Freck. Her name's Constance Frecker Freckerling, but i want to call
1: color? her... The Elder Constance.
0: <laughs> the Elder HQ.
1: Elder... A- the Eldest HQ.
0: The, the E-H-Q. <laughs> the, how about we just call her the Elder?
1: We're just going to call her the Elder. <laughs> I like that. We're going to call
0: her Elder. So Jen enters the house, and we see the camera pan around. It's like this giant front entrance. It looks like a museum. I feel like it was probably... It probably was a museum. And... She's looking at pictures and then she enters the next room and she sees a dress on a mannequin and we see the elder walk in with a tray. I thought the dress was for Jen. So did I. I thought she was like making her a dress, but apparently not. She tells Jen not to slouch square your shoulders and face the world girl.
1: Yo, listen. So <laughs> when she said, sit up straight, square your shoulders you know, face the world. I literally sat up straight. Like when she said it, I reacted instantly. and I'm like, man, she should just follow me around because, and then I made a snide comment about, you know, it's, it's different for people who have little to no boobs and where us, some of, some of us other women have very heavy, big ones. And I can't just sit up straight. I mean, you can definitely <laughs> remove all of this, but <laughs> literally I sat up straight for like a minute and then I'm like, yeah, this is not comfortable. <laughs> These are heavy. I need back support. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh you men you just don't even know
0: this podcast is now called boob talk talk about the boobs boob talk talk about the boobs boob talk talk it about talk, boobs where we talk the tit tit <laughs> talk <tits>. <laughs> <Tit-talk>. <laughs> wait how does, the, how does this how's this how's our song go creek talk talk about the creek wait tit talk Talking about the boobs, tit talk. Talking about the tits, <laughs> talk. Talking about the pejongas.
1: <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh too much. Oh my gosh. Okay, <laughs> moving on.
0: No. <laughs> so, uh, she asks Jen what she thinks of the dress, and she says she makes new one every year for the gala celebration. She says one must remain modern, after all.
1: Gala, gala gala
0: gala gala and listen gala, always, gala it's, always,
1: it's always been a gala for me
0: i always so thought it was, a gala yeah
1: the first time i heard it pronounced gala it was uh it was an audiobook and i was like what <laughs> am i saying it wrong this whole time and I never thought to look it up. I haven't Googled to see what Google says it's supposed to be pronounced or like looked it up in the dictionary because you know how it's got like the pronunciation keys next to it. Mm. I never thought to do that. And I really, I'm kind of curious. So we're going to do that really quick. Because I mean, how do you say it?
0: Gala. I just said it. The gala. Oh, yeah. Well, the gala. I
1: mean, not you. The
0: gala. But... We have a gala to attend.
1: <laughs> gala. Gala. Yeah.
0: It must Google be an, an right. area thing. Maybe. So Jen calls her Mrs. Freckling. And I wrote, I thought her name's Constance. I kept calling her Carol. So weird.
1: Poor, poor Carol.
0: So, so Carol cuts her <laughs> off. <laughs> and she says, Miss Freckling. She tells Jen that she was never married. And we hear a loud bang from above them. And Jen's like, what the in the world? And Carol says, it's just Hank, her handy boy. He lives right down the road. And I was like, I need a handy boy. (laughs) How do I hire a handy boy for my one bedroom apartment? (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, So, (laughs) what?
1: Well, I mean, if you, oh, handy, what would this handy person be doing?
0: Giving me a hand. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Forget I asked. So Jen tells Freck that she hopes she doesn't mind, but her mom tried to do all this shit to her when she was young. She tried making her a debutante. And she's like, listen, it's just not my thing, Carol. I can't do it. And Freck says, oh, but I do mind. You have the responsibility as the newly crowned queen to help me guest host the event. And Jen says, I never asked for any of this. And Freck says, nor did I ask for you, Jennifer. Ouch. <laughs> Most girls who walk through this door are pleased as punched to be here. They're sweet, upstanding, enthusiastic girls who relish the chance to be role models. They tend to stand up straight, comb their hair, wear braziers <laughs> Am I making myself clear? And Jen says, Crystal. So she leaves. While that was
1: happening, <laughs> and she was going through this checklist. What was the first thing she said?
0: Uh, stand up straight.
1: Yep. So he, you got to put an X next to me for that one. And then Home the next hair. one, yeah, uh, maybe.
0: <laughs> Wear brazier.
1: I mean, only when I go out.
0: <laughs> You're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I think you could maybe be a HQ <laughs> <laughs> with a little work from Carol. <laughs>
1: you mean Constance
0: Freck Wait so her name's Constance her name's Carol her name's Freck her name is mrs. freckerling her name is Miss freckerling her name is elderly her name is Elder. her name is HQ Elder HQ her name is the oldest HQ her name is the old lady Rand Ram's the second so a lot of names. She's yeah, only yeah.
1: been in the picture for five minutes, and she's got like ten names.
0: She's she's left such an impact on me with what her name is because I couldn't <laughs> remember it. I kept calling her uh, Freck Frecker, Freck no Freckerling, but it's Freckling. It was so it was a dumb name to give her. I don't get it. So Jen's what was the down The picture
1: from the Magic School Bus. It was something with an F.
0: I don't know. I didn't. I, I was too old to watch that show.
1: Um, you're never too old to watch that show. I was watching it like five years ago (laughs) because it was on Netflix. (laughs) Frizzle. oh, it was Frizzle.
0: Well, (laughs) Frizzle starts with an FR. That's why you thought of it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, So Jen's leaving the house or the mansion, it is, the estate, and we see somebody fall off the roof and she asks if he's okay and he (laughs) says, quick, bees, run for your life. Bee stings. Thomas J got the bee stings. (laughs) So he grabs Jen's hand and they run into the greenhouse and it's clearly, it's clearly Henry. He's wearing like this hat to like, kind of, they do like this quick thing where you don't really know it's him. Like it's real quick. And then when they get into the greenhouse, we see that it's Henry because she calls him Hank. Yeah. And I was like, Hank, I was that's, like, that's,
1: be because that's what um, Constance called him. She's like, oh, Hank, my, you know, work boy or whatever she called him.
0: Also, if Henry lives up the street from her, he must be rich. Yeah. So now we're back at the Potter shack with Pacey and Joey. He's helping her clean up some dust on the floor. She's upset that the cops left for the day. And Pacey's like, some of them have families to go to, Joey. Like, Jesus Christ. He tells her that they should name the addition of the new wing, the Pacey J. Witter wing. And she says, you keep talking. It'll be a memorial dedication.
1: <laughs> I love them so much. I love their interactions. This just made me so happy. And then she gets a phone call.
0: You know what I like about it, Jamie? It's just so natural. But like right now, when I, while I'm watching it, you're seeing the like evolution of their relationship. But right now they're just being really good friends to each other. Mm. And they're getting closer. There's seriously no hint at them being in a relationship right now. He's just being a friend to her.
1: But what's was so great because there's going to be a scene that happens a little bit later. There's there going to be little hints and things where, like, you're like, They're did I start just?
0: realizing?
1: Yeah, right. Like, their feelings are going to start to, like, show even if it's just, like, a little bit. And then and it's just really nice because now you're paying attention to it. You know, and now you're, like, really looking for those little nuances. And they get a little bit of that from Joey a little later, at least in my opinion.
0: I'll have to keep look out for them. I'll keep an eye out. <laughs> you, you, you do <laughs> So Bessie comes in and she gives the phone to Joey. She says, someone's on the phone for you. Whoever it is, they sound really upset. So Joey answers the phone and we don't, she says hello a couple of times. And then we finally hear that it's Andy. And she's like, Joey, please come help me. And Joey looks up at Pacey and they both look concerned. And she's like, what is wrong, Andy? What's wrong? And Pacey is just like, what's going on? What's wrong with her? And then we cut to a commercial. So when we come back, we see that Pacey and Joey are now with Andy. They're outside of this house. Like there's this party going on. And Andy's like freaking out. She says she doesn't want to talk about it. She just wants to go home. But they both like push her to talk about what happened. Mm -hmm. So she says that she was upstairs in a room with Rob. She says him, but. We know it's Rob and they were kissing, but he was trying to go further and she didn't want to. And she finally got away. And when she did, she called Joey. It was so weird when I was watching this scene. I was like, I don't think this actually happened. I think she's making it all up.
1: It's so I, I know this time around that she was making it up, but the last time the first time that I ever watched this episode, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure because we've seen the way he is with Joey. Right. And you know, he could be a creep. So I don't know that I would put it past him to make those type of, you know, moves because mm-hmm. I don't, we don't really know him other than just being a creep. We don't know his personality, but with that being said, Andy, we know Andy is a little bit special in her thought process, I guess. So I was definitely torn because I feel like I could have believed that he'd made that kind of move, but Mm -hmm. also I didn't because I feel like if Andy was put in that kind of situation, she wouldn't allow herself to be put in that kind of situation. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? So that's what made it hard for me and a little less believable is because we know Andy enough to know that she's too smart to put herself in that kind of situation. Um, Unless he really did screw with her head and she thought she was safe and he overpowered her. I mean, I don't know.
0: So that she's also making the story. She's making the story up to the point where if like she doesn't have to call the police or anything because in her eyes, she got away before anything could happen because all they were doing was kissing. So he really didn't do anything to her physically. I- she just says he wanted to do more and she left. So she doesn't say he held me down. She I think
1: she kind of she implied it because it, at one point, what did she say that she said? Um that she
0: he was trying finally to go got away. Yeah,
1: he was trying to go further and I finally got away. So that's so vague because it's it right. sounds like it's implying that he's being pushy. Um, and she finally was able to get away from him, but it also could mean, you know, he's being pushy, and I was finally able to be like let him down softly and and you know, leave. You know what I mean? So it was kind of the way that she said it, it could have gone either way. She was being a little too literal, I guess you could say, because you don't really know what kind of intent it's all about with sentences like that, it's all about the intent that you put behind it. And her intent was to give the wrong impression.
0: Yes, exactly. Also, the way she reacted after how she just sort of started to blow it all off made yeah. it seem like it wasn't that big of a deal. And she was just making the whole thing up. She was putting oh. it on
1: airs to to definitely get a reaction out of Pacey um for sure because if something that serious was to happen you were totally right there's no way that she well i can't i can't say that i can't say that i take that back there is definitely a way that she could blow it off yeah never mind i I retract that
0: okay let's move on because i feel like i if i say anything like messed up like she's just she's like being one of those girls that uh who do this type of thing to just get men in trouble then i would be then i would be the asshole
1: those girls definitely exist but there's also the ones who have had these things happen to them and cover it up very easily because they know nobody's going to believe them so yeah
0: that i understand and they're they're, scared
1: and they're scared right in this case we don't really know um andy just kind of flips the script very quickly because she's sobbing one second and she's like no no it's fine the next and so we don't really know it's a rough situation because at first i was like oh Oh my God! He didn't. Is he really that much of a creep? And then,
0: well, yeah, because they. So his whole character development is it's he's a creep. fucking creepy asshole, he's and a, a he likes guy. younger girls. And maybe girls his age don't like him. I so... think
1: honestly, I I think he just he likes Joey, but he doesn't express himself very well. I think he's used to being the rich, cocky boy, and. Not being rejected, so he doesn't know how to react to Joey when Joey's like not interested at all, so he just he does the only thing that he knows how to do, and that's be an asshole um so like the more that you kind of pay attention to his character that's that's what I see. yes, he's a creep in the way that he goes about everything that he does, and I think he he's seeing Andy to get back at Joey too because he knows that they were friends somehow he knows oh, yeah. um. So I just, you know, I don't know. It's, it's all just games. It's all games. He's playing a game. Andy's playing a game. And then all that's left are pieces that everybody around them has to pick up.
0: Yeah, it's messed up, though. So Pacey asks Andy where Rob is. And he he starts walking towards the party. And they try to stop him. But he says he's not leaving until he finds that bastard. And Andy's like, Pacey, no! <laughs> don't do it Pacey no <laughs> I'm trying to hear her voice in my head and we see Pacey finds Rob and he says you're here with Andy right and he just slugs them right in the face so two guys grab Pacey and but Rob doesn't really hit Pacey he never gets a punch in Pacey's like what the hell did you do to her and Rob says I didn't do anything and Pacey says she's outside bawling for nothing And Rob wants to go talk to her. And he's like, you're not going anywhere near her. And Pacey tells Rob that if he even touches her again, he'll nail him to a cross. And Rob says, I didn't lay a hand on her. And Pacey's like, save it for the judge. And Rob's like, get out of my house. (laughs) So Rob got punched in the face in his own house party. And he doesn't know why. There's all these accusations flying. And the girl who did it is outside crying. And we will find out later. Now we see a full moon, a shot of a full moon. It was the full moon's fault. That's what happened.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: (laughs) And we see Henry and Jen are still in the greenhouse. Um, We see that there's flowers everywhere. Jen says that they're so beautiful. And Henry tells her that she's looking at over 200 plants. And he tells her the name of the one... (laughs) I wrote it down. It's called a Bulbophyllium virginalis.
1: (laughs) Basically, he doesn't know the names of any of the plants, so he just makes them up with, like, innuendo.
0: He was? I thought they were really the names.
1: I don't think so. I'm pretty sure the whole joke was that he was making them up and they all had those kind of, like... Look at... I don't know. If you wrote it down, look it up. I did. I'm going to copy this. Because I must either... I I'm misunderstood dumb. or you really, yeah, I don't know. The real or not. <laughs> but was I'm gullible. kind of
0: gullible. So. <laughs> I, have, I have to admit it. I'm I think
1: that cool. was the whole joke though. He didn't, he pretended like he knew what it was and then they laughed at the name. He's like, no, I made them all up. And then he was going through all the ones that he made up and they were all like these weird. No, it's real. Is it real? Yeah. It comes up shut up really
0: (laughs) yeah i wrote down the other two that he said too let me see what she says name some more and he's and he says Polystachia pubescens or avanda vaginatum
1: (laughs) that's why i thought he was making them up listen i am not a (laughs) botanist i don't do plants i don't
0: do flower either yeah me either they they die
1: botany is not my thing
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> They're real. I'm not even oh gonna look at them.
1: To... What were these people like?
0: Someone did their work in the writer's room.
1: These botanists are very dirty. <laughs> they
0: got they dirty live mimes. in the gutter.
1: They've got dirty minds. They, they love the
0: flowers, planting soil, and fucking. <laughs>
1: well vir- virgin's so
0: virginallis
1: virginallis i don't think they really got any hence the heavy sexual innuendo oh
0: they only dream of fucking so they come up with these names they're all virgins <laughs> i live in this greenhouse and i'm never going to see a vagina so i'm just going to name this plant after a vagina
1: <laughs> and then when i see it i'll think of the name and it'll make me think of vagina and i'll just sigh <sighs> <Vagina. laughs> And then when they sniff the flower, that's, you know,
0: that's their orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? You really want you went over the line. I'm just kidding. That's what I thought you were saying. <laughs> right. oh, anyway, so anyway. Jen says, is it hot in here or did you just make me blush? <laughs> and Henry looks down and he says, oh, like he gets all doofy now.
1: No, they're having, like, a full-blown actual conversation where he's muttering out full sentences and not just, like, sounds.
0: Yeah, like, they're actually getting along. Yeah. Like, he's a normal person. And
1: now, all of a sudden, he's getting dumbed up.
0: Yeah, exactly. And she says, relax, Henry. It's going to take a lot more than a flower to offend me. So Jen asks him how he knows so much about flowers. And he says, "Uh, the elder, Freck, that's how. Elder Freck. So Jen asks "What's?" Rex deal. She's wound so tightly. And Henry says that she's just sad. She has no one in her life. She never had any kids. She has no relatives. She just appeared on Earth. (laughs) She just showed up. (laughs) And he says he's lived next door to her for 10 years and he thinks he's her best friend. And I was like, oh, that's so sad. But get in that will Henry. Get in that will. Like seriously. (laughs) Jen says, I don't know who I feel sorrier for you or her. And he puts his head down again. So Jen says, we're going to have to toughen you up, Henry. You keep wearing your heart on your sleeve like that. You're going to bleed to death. I thought that was such a great line.
1: There's a couple of really good lines that happened in this, this episode.
0: I was like, oh, wow. That like sounded really good.
1: It's a nice flow, you know?
0: Yeah. So he says, it's not me, it's her. And he tells Jen that she has no idea how much Freck wanted to meet her. And Jen's like, she was. Why? Why would she want to meet me? And Henry tells Jen that he told Frack all about her. She has two events on her social calendar every year. The WOC World Orchid Conference in the spring and the HQ Gala every fall. And he says they're what she lives for. Without them, she's got nothing at all. And Jen's like, hmm, interesting. So Carol lives for her flowers and her HQ gala, and Henry, a teenage boy, is her best friend. So, and she's apparently uh, uh, loaded from candies. <laughs> she has her own candy.
1: They have her, they're like Wonka candy. No, she's almost like, as big as Wonka.
0: <laughs> I want to know what kind of candy this is. <laughs> We're back at the Potter Shack with Andy, Pacey, and Joey. Joey tells Andy that she needs to go to the police, and Andy tells her that she can't. So Joey's pushing her to do that. But Andy says, it's not like he actually did anything. And I was like, okay, Andy, you you were crying, making it out like something terrible happened to you. Like, all right. Joey suggests that she stay there the night and Andy says that she can't. So Pacey looks at Andy and I wrote, does he believe her? Like he gave, he gave her like a questionable look to me, he did. So Pacey tells Joey that he can take care of this. He's going to take her home. So now we're back with Henry and Jen. They're both in Freck's house. And Henry's calling Constance's name, but she has her hearing aid turned off. She's like fixing her, her dress. And he surprises her and he tells her he ran into Jen outside. So Jen tells her that she knows they got off on the wrong foot. But she wants to know if they can start over. Fred says he can be persuasive when he wants to be. Jen which says is something I
1: really noticed in this episode, if we really pay attention to him, he can be very persuasive. He is really good with his words, which is really the polar opposite of what Jen knows him to be right now, because yeah. what she knows him to be it's
0: like doofy. Is,
1: is a bumbling idiot who can't speak. You know, he just clams up. But he's very articulate. And he knows how to say what he needs to say to get where he needs, where he wants to be. Um, and he even tries pulling it later too, which like it works for him, but it also kind of bugs me a little bit. Cause it's like, I'm glad that later Jen, um, you know, she still kind of puts her foot down when she tells him she's not interested because he was giving this whole skill trying to convince her. You know just let this happen and she put her foot down and said no which was i'm very proud of her for it because he was making some you know very compelling and persuasive cases that her <laughs> points he's very yeah. persuasive
0: he was hopefully be- he
1: uses he, those powers for good and not evil you know
0: <laughs> he was trying he was very determined to be like look we have something here
1: mm-hmm.
0: but she was just like i mean we'll get when we get to the scene we'll get to it but
1: yeah, i agree
0: with you he was he was like state in his case and he was like i know you feel it kind of thing but she wasn't giving in
1: no and i'm glad that she didn't
0: so um carol says if he likes you you can't be all that bad and jen says i was just thinking the same about you (laughs) so they start to get into their party planning and freck gives her a list of rules as to what she doesn't want at the party and she's like naming literally everything and jen says how about a string quartet playing Mozart. And Freck says, I'm happy to hear this. So Jen says, we'll split the difference. She says, Hank here doesn't know it yet, but he's going with me as my date. She like pulls him over and he sits down on the bench where she's sitting next to her. It's cute.
1: It is cute. Made his day.
0: Um, so now we cut to Pacey and Andy. They're on his boat. She picks up the true love sign and she says, ironic. And he says, since it didn't exist, he try and create it for himself. So he wraps her up in a blanket and she asks him why he brought her there. He says, because you said you wanted to go someplace quiet. She says, there's lots of quiet places, Pacey.
1: She doesn't like the boat.
0: Did she say that?
1: No, but I mean, her attitude towards it. She didn't want to be there. You know, I don't know.
0: She probably thought he was going to take her to their spot in the water.
1: Right, or a hotel.
0: (laughs) Or a hotel. (laughs) I almost got raped tonight, Pacey. So I want you to like formally have sex with me again. That's how it works. Just
1: make me forget.
0: Yeah. So Pacey tells her that he wanted to show her that he's been okay since they ended things. And he says he's found a way to turn what's been killing him into something potentially beautiful. And she says she's not okay. And she's not over him. And he says, you will be McPhee. She says, even you calling me that by my last name. Do you know how long I've waited to hear that? And he says she's been through a lot tonight, so let's not go there. And she says, if it took what happened tonight to bring us together, then so be it. And he tells her they're not together. And she says, if we're not together, then I'm not sitting beside you, staring into your eyes and kissing you. And she leans in to kiss him and he stops her. And he tells her that they can't do this for so many reasons. And she says, I'm not asking you what we can't do. I'm asking you what you want to do. And he says, I want to know you're okay. And she says, that's a shame because you still matter to me. And she tells him she wants to be with him. And then he says, he knows that's how she's feeling right now, but tomorrow could be a different story. And Andy says, I'm not talking about tomorrow. I'm talking about tonight. You and me together under the stars, just like it used to be. I'm talking about a kiss. So he kisses her and they go in for more. And I'm assuming that they had sex.
1: Probably, but we don't know.
0: It's sort of like insinuated. I don't know. Because he's with her the next morning. He drops her off.
1: Spent the night together.
0: Wait, so if they spent the night together on the boat, did he christen the boat with Andy?
1: I don't think that they did it. I think they probably did things. I don't think that they did it, but I don't know.
0: Mm, I don't know.
1: He doesn't christen the boat, I don't think, with anybody. Because the first time that Joey and him do it, I think they're at his sister's house, right? No, they're on the camping. They're on that trip or did they not do it then
0: they're in like a a cabin right or something yeah they're on a school trip do you remember that so she starts rambling her bullshit and he stops her twice because she's like i know that what happened last night doesn't mean anything but as long as we're on the same page i just want to make sure we're on the same page and i i know that you don't want to be together but i kind of want to be together does that mean you want to be like she's doing that whole thing and she says, I just want to know that you're feeling what I'm feeling. And he says, I am. And she says, it makes me so happy. And she gives him a kiss. So she gets out of the car and she goes in her house and we see Pacey just like sit there and he closes his eyes and he's just like, what the fuck did I do? Because he knows this is not the right decision.
1: Yeah, he knows.
0: You can already tell like, oh my God, I just felt everything he was feeling.
1: Just the way he was looking at her. I feel like he was very guarded.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he True. was.
1: He was very guarded and he was just very like, I don't know, like he was processing. He was trying Sorry. to process without her getting too like ahead of herself. I don't know. Casey, we felt it. Joshua like, Jackson, excellent job.
0: Cuz he cuz he looks at her and he's like, I I don't see you the same way anymore. That's that's how I see it. He looks at her and he doesn't see the same Andy that he saw last year when they were so in love. Because she's a different person now.
1: She's a completely different person. And it was like a, a look of loss. It was guarded yeah. loss. She's it's just very accurate. I mean, I think he was just what she comes to later, which when he comes and has this conversation with her um, and, he, and he has to shut it down. I think the way he explains it is probably him like realizing it right now.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, so. It's so accurate.
1: <laughs> it's so good. So good.
0: So yeah, now we're at, the potter shack and Rob's knocking on Joey's door. She answers the door and uh, she says, no known sex offenders within 200 yards of my property. <laughs> and I was like, he's not even a sex offender.
1: I know, but she's just, you
0: know, she goes to shut the door and he slams the back open and he tells Joey, he didn't do anything. And Joey tells him he could use a little work on the delivery. I suggest a less forceful interpretation. So she goes to shut the door again, and he stops her, and he pulls her outside, and he says, please tell me she didn't go to the police. And Joey says, you touch me again, and I'll scream faster, and then you can say, William Kennedy Smith. I don't know who that that is. I meant to look that up. He's an American physician and a member of the Kennedy family. He is known for being charged with rape in a nationally publicized 1991 trial that ended with his acquittal. How would Joey know that?
1: (laughs) It only happened like... She was seven years ago.
0: Yeah. So she was like seven.
1: Maybe they talked about it in in class.
0: (laughs) they were like, remember that Robert. Wait, was his name Robert William Kennedy Smith, that Kennedy who raped somebody. (laughs) Remember him? (laughs) Makes sense. Now that I looked him up, Rob tells her that Andy's the one who wanted to go upstairs. She practically dragged me up there. And when they started kissing, she just freaked out. So Joey tells him that he has zero credibility. And he admits that he was a creep towards her at work, but he says it was an inappropriate workplace flirtation. And Joey says, and sexual assault, they're both against the law. And he grabs her by the arm again, and he says he has never forced himself on anyone. She says, if you say so. So Rob mentions that Andy's unstable and that she spent time in a mental hospital. And Joey says, I'm going to pretend that you never said that. I
1: mean, first of all, he's just pushing out dirty laundry like that like he doesn't know what joey does doesn't know for him to just be like saying that to people she's crazy you know she's crazy nobody will ever believe her she went to a mental hospital oh my gosh this guy
0: yeah he's disgusting so joey shuts the door on him again and we hear him asking why andy would do this for what possible reason would she do this and we cut to the hq gala we see Freck is looking around her house. She's taking it all in. She says, Splendid. Splendid. <laughs> uh, we see Gal and Dawson are there. Gal tries to avoid this woman that she hasn't seen in years, but somehow they literally walk into one another when they're walking to the bar. Uh, the woman's name is Marilyn. She's there with her husband and Gal and Dawson are at the bar. She brings up to Gal that she's sorry to hear about Philadelphia. So, At this point, we learn that Gal is back in Caveside because she was fired from her Philly job because the audience didn't agree with an older anchor woman.
1: Yes, she basically got fired for being old.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's so fucked up.
1: So terrible.
0: And she doesn't look old at all. So weird.
1: Maybe with that heavy makeup, but...
0: (laughs) So Dawson asks her if she has something to tell him. Dawson's like, Mom, do you have something to tell me? (laughs) And she's like... (sighs) (laughs) always <laughs> does <Show yourself> that.
1: <sighs> you caught me. You caught me, Dawson.
0: Uh, we cut to Jan and Henry entering the gala, and I wrote, "They look really cute in what they're wearing." It's almost like, sort of like Renaissance, like.
1: Mm.
0: They're both wearing like green, like dark green.
1: You had one of those like frilly dresses on, or dress dresses, blouses, a frilly
0: whatever you want to call it. I don't know. It looked like it was suede. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> it looks like sweet. and she Wait, had really? like this like long necklace on and she had like a um mm. thing in her hair
1: i wasn't talking about jen
0: oh what were you talking about
1: henry, oh, about henry. he had that like ruffled
0: oh the shirt like the meatloaf shirt
1: <laughs> is that what they call it i don't know it's just these ruffles <laughs> I, just, I just see ruffles that's all i saw white ruffles
0: yeah they were sort of coordinated hmm We see Freck is giving them shit for being late and she says the entertainment's not even here yet. And in walks a bunch of drag queens and Freck says, who and what are they? And Jen says, they are the entertainment. And I wrote, drag queens have definitely progressed since this episode.
1: (laughs) 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 They've gotten very talented (laughs) in their makeup skills.
0: Yeah, none of these drag queens would ever be on RuPaul's drag race. Like none of them. <laughs> a part of me doesn't even think that they were actual drag queens. I feel like they just dressed some of the like production guys up in women's clothes. I don't know. They're,
1: they're probably you're probably right.
0: <laughs> it was weird. So okay, so now we're back with Joey. She's now at Andy's and she's in a new house. Did you notice that?
1: I did.
0: Joey's like cutting tomatoes and andy's boiling water to make pasta
1: this is like the most you've ever seen them all hang out
0: at least the two of them right and joey asks andy if she told her father about all of this yet and andy says no why should i it's not like anything happened and i was like oh my gosh she's so blase about this whole thing like she called her up crying to come get her like ugh. this is when i started thinking like nothing happens Nothing happened with this guy. And he's so adamant about it. Like even when Pacey went to um, confront him, he was so like, not like, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, he was, he was definitely caught off guard and was not prepared for that hook.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pacey does like a right hook. So Joey tells her that Rob could have hurt her. And Andy says, you don't know that Joey. And she says, maybe she even overreacted. And this is when Joey's eyebrows literally go down down so far yeah. they like touch her mouth and she says do you think you've overreacted and andy says well i didn't cry wolf if that's what you're saying <laughs> i would be like are you
1: <laughs> i don't know what you're saying you're beating around the bush again
0: yeah like you're ugh. so uh joey says that's not what i'm saying and this is when andy just gets super defensive so Joey tells Andy that Rob stopped over her house and gave her his side of the story. She says he practically got down on one knee and pled his innocence. Andy says, so that's why you're here. You of all people are going to believe that scum. Joey's like, I didn't say I believed him, Andy. Like, stop jumping down my throat. And Andy says, no, you just stopped by for a friendly chat. She's like, no, I thought I was cutting fucking tomatoes because we were having spaghetti. She
1: gets so defensive.
0: So Joey says she stopped by because she wanted to make sure they were doing the right thing. And she admits that she should have reported Rob herself due to his behavior, meaning at work. Yep. And she says, maybe I could have prevented all this, this whole thing from happening. And I was like, Oh, Joey,
1: don't take that onto yourself. I know.
0: Yeah. Like she's like, Ugh. like, this is what Andy's doing to everybody. It's like a chain reaction.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying earlier. Andy was so, and she goes to explain it actually in this scene. Right. Yeah, she goes to explain in this scene how she's just says, gets very focused and single-minded.
0: No, that's later, right? She says, oh. maybe this all happened for a reason. Maybe something good came out of it. And Joey says, well, what do you mean? And he says, as of last night, Pacey and I are back together. Now, everything just go back to the way it was. And Joey's like, I can't be friends with this girl. <laughs> like This girl's fucking great. So-
1: this is when I was like, what's that look, Joey? Because after she says that with Andy, she turns away and she just looks like her face kind of falls. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it makes me go, what's that look, Joey? So She obviously was not pleased to hear about the news of Andy and Pacey getting back together. But I don't know if she recognizes why she's feeling that way yet.
0: Well, if I was Joey... And all this stuff was happening. I would be very suspicious of it myself because in the beginning, uh, when Andy's having that conversation with her at lunch, Andy's talking about how much she likes Rob and she doesn't know why. But I also think she might be worried that Joey and Pacey might be getting together maybe because they're like talking at breakfast. And Um,
1: I definitely think that Andy was jealous for sure.
0: Andy's getting worried.
1: Yeah, she's getting, yeah, and she's getting borderline jealous, and I think that's why she went to extremes to get Pacey's attention for sure.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: But with this and the look that Joey was giving, I think you know she felt some kind of way with the news that those two had gotten back together, even if she doesn't recognize why she might be feeling that way.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Do you think Joey was feeling a little like, I feel like that too, kind of.
1: Yeah, like if you look at Joey's face after she finds out that um, like after um, Andy says that her and Pacey got back together and she turns away from Jen and her face just kind of falls. Like as she stares off in space going, huh, why does this bother me? You know what I mean? Right. Like she's bothered by the news. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. getting at. Yeah. I
0: thought that too, Jamie, last night when I was watching it, I thought that too. I didn't write it in my notes though, but I do remember
1: disappointment. It was like a disappointment. And then her just wondering probably why she feels disappointed that they got together back together. You know what I mean?
0: Because she's got this new friendship growing with him. And if, if it was me, I'd be like, well, now he's got his girlfriend back. Where's my time going to be with him? Right. Yeah. I totally agree with you.
1: So it's, it's the start of, you know, their relationship, even if it's just in a friendly position right now, it's just the start of something between them that they both are enjoying. You know what I mean? Or at least, at least. Joey is enjoying her time that she's spending with Pacey, which is a complete flip from season one when she wanted nothing to do with him. So um, it's just nice that, like I said, Joey's putting herself out there more with everybody else. She's trying to get away from Dawson so much and start to make other friends and other connections. Um, And there was definitely a look of disappointment, whether it's just because those two got together and she's feeling like, oh, they're back together. There's going to be no room for me. I'm back at square one. Or oh, why do I feel disappointed that they got back together? Maybe it's something else. So, but we don't we don't know. But we just know that she she makes this this face. She has this look, and it's left up for interpretation until later.
0: Yes, and that's what we're both doing now: interpreting, interpreter, interpreting, interpreter,
1: interpreter. <laughs> we're interpreting.
0: <laughs> oh my god so much has happened in this episode and I, I know I'm glad I never watched it <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> literally no memory of it whatsoever
1: <laughs> well you said this season three you started losing interest because of the bit. plot lines but you're I sucked remember. into it again right
0: so it's good yeah I don't know I do remember like a lot of other ones but anyway we're back at the HQ gala, and we see Jen introducing the entertainment. So she names all the drag queens and they start to do this performance. And I had to look this up because I said, oh, I bet you they're singing It's Raining Men. Because whatever song they came up with to try to mimic their mouth was fucking the stupidest thing I've ever heard.
1: Yeah, obviously, so there's rate issues. <laughs>
0: It's so annoying. Like, somebody else said that to me. Like, I don't know if I can watch it without the original music. And I was just like, well. Just tune it out. Yeah, just don't think about it. But even this, watching this scene with the dumb song that they put in, I was like, oh, God, I really do wish they had the original music now. Because it was supposed to be It's Raining Men.
1: So when this scene was happening for me, um, I wasn't paying attention them in that kind of way I was focusing on my notes that I was finishing up from the last scene Mm
0: -hmm. so I
1: was listening but I was not paying close enough attention to notice the subtle like differences between what they're lip singing compared (laughs) to what's actually playing so was it it's raining men
0: yeah (laughs) yeah
1: it usually is that's not surprising
0: yeah there it was like the song was so dumb it was like (laughs) I I don't don't know it was so stupid I was but I was like it's raining men it's such like a like that song is in everything i was like they couldn't pay the fee for that fucking song oh so stupid and then i kept thinking oh my god do they literally go back to stuff like this in every episode and they're like like whose job was this to change all the music like who tried who found this dumb song to dub (laughs) over this one scene like did they get to this episode and they were like oh shit, I got to find a song that sounds like it's raining men. And then did they have to like hire somebody to like write a song that sounded like it? It's like, I, I, I went and did I've this, never like, heard of
1: before. I don't know. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it was so stupid.
1: whats uh, she she and I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: um. So now we see Jen and Henry are talking together at a table and he says, Constance is going to kill him. And Jen's like, don't be so sure. Down deep, buried somewhere. I think she gets it. And Henry says, gets what? And Jen says, homecoming queens, drag queens. What's the difference? They're all just people dressing up, pretending to be something they're not, playing a role. And she tells Henry they're going to dance in hopes of performing a miracle and awakening the dead. And we cut the freck, and she has this like stern face on her face, look on her face.
1: <laughs> she has a face on her face, you know, <laughs> with the eyes, the nose, the mouth. <laughs>
0: And uh an upturned nose, and she's stomping her foot to whatever beat she hears in her head because she's not
1: the beat of the song, that's for sure.
0: (laughs) I I don't know what song that was. She was was
1: really fast paced, whatever she was listening to in
0: her head. (laughs) I was like, is she having a seizure? I don't know. He was
1: double timing it. (laughs) (laughs) She was. She said this song would be good two times faster than its normal pace. Double time
0: so now we see andy she shows up to pacey's boat workstation he's got this whole fucking like area
1: it's like, like a shack
0: uh, yeah i was a like a Where- garage where'd this come from now
1: he built it out of sticks <laughs>
0: He's electric and everything.
1: Yeah, he's got electricity.
0: That's pretty impressive.
1: Maybe it's like the shipyard he's in. Maybe it's their shed. They got like a work shed. Uh,
0: like it has to be. I'm like, how's he doing this? I don't know. So this is when she brings him a skipper's hat and a pair of her dad's topsiders. And he tells her that sometimes he thinks he might not ever finish the boat at all. So now we get into this whole conversation where he talks in metaphor. And yes. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. And she says, why not? Because sometimes it's harder to rebuild something than it is to just start from scratch. She says, why? And he says, that picture you have in your mind of the way something was, it's never going to be that way ever again. And Andy says, yeah, but it could be better. He says, depends on how badly damaged it was in the first place. And she says, how badly damaged was it? And he says, it was pretty much totaled. And I wrote, we're not talking about the boat. (laughs) Not yet. And she asks him to just talk about what they're actually talking about. And he tells her that they made a mistake last night. It made him feel like he went against what he knows is right. And she says that today is the first day that she's felt really happy since she left the hospital. He says, it is funny. There used to be a time when we were so in sync with everything we did. We were just connected. Now look at us now. We have the opposite reaction to the same event. She's begging him not to do this. She says, do not break up with me. He tells her he never wanted to break up with her to to begin with all those months waiting and secretly hoping. And now she's crying and she tells him that he's just punishing her and he needs to stop being so angry with her. And he says, I'm not punishing you. Punishment implies you did something wrong. She says, I slept with another guy six months ago. And he says, if you wanted to sleep with him for even just one second, Maybe that's your heart's way of telling you I'm not the one because that's what my heart's telling me right now. It's telling me that you're not the one. And she says, you can't mean that. And he says, I'm sorry. And he like leans into her, I guess to hug her and she stops it from happening. And she says, just forget it. And she leaves.
1: I really liked, I like that. Cause uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's the truth that some people can't admit to. You know what I mean? If you thought for even one second of sleeping with someone else then maybe that's right maybe it's your heart's way of telling you i'm not the one just like mine is telling me that's how i wrote the quote down but it's like the same thing um i mean he's he's got a point if she was 150 percent committed to him her relationship with that guy would have never been a thing yeah and that's just that's the bottom line so it's very relatable to a lot of people then and today and the future it's just you know relations between people and it slaps you in a face sometimes especially if you're like currently going through something where you can relate to it in that kind of way and it's like a you know like to wake you up a little and you're like huh i just feel like i was just attacked way to call me out you know <laughs> crazy
0: I don't know. I, I just really felt bad for him in this scene. I, but I was happy. I was so happy that he was just being completely honest with her.
1: I agree. I agree. Me too.
0: Because if he like continued on, like he did the right thing in the earlier episode where he broke up with her because he knew in his gut that he didn't want to go on with somebody who did this to him because it is such a betrayal, but he had a moment with her where he maybe felt really bad for what she was going through probably vulnerable
1: they were both vulnerable vulnerable. that's it um but not even just with pacey and and andy but dawson did something very similar with joey where he had to just be like you know this isn't Mm -hmm. right and it's not gonna work and i have to end it now you know he did the same thing because she was doing the same thing she was approaching him basically kind of throwing herself at him the way that andy did in a in a different way um and both men had to you know
0: (laughs) so we are now back at the HQ gala. There's a conga line happening and Freck tells Jen that this wasn't a total disaster. And Jen tells her that she owes her an apology. And Freck says, whatever for besides the obvious Jen says that her intention was to shock Freck tonight, but she looked past the cliche and actually enjoyed being a homecoming queen. And Freck says there's one unresolved item, Hank, And she tells Jen that he adores her. And Jen says, it's just a crush. It's completely harmless. (laughs) So elderly tells Jen that it's more than just a crush. He talks about her nonstop. Her presence in his life has awakened him somehow. And she says, it's quite special, but she feels that the sentiment isn't mutual. And Jen says, that would be correct. I don't understand why Jen doesn't find him attractive at all. I mean, unless it's just the age thing, but he's so hot. (laughs) I don't know.
1: I just don't think that she's really interested because she kind of explains it a little bit later. She's not ready for that kind of relationship in her life. She's still just trying to get back to herself.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: She just, she talks about that. She has no interest in dating right now, let alone somebody who's two years younger than her, which is really a really big deal. But I guess at that age, it, it is a big deal. Like now it wouldn't be that big of a deal. No, no. In your teenage years, two years is a long gap, especially between a guy and a girl. And if the guy's younger, because girls are already, what do they say? At least a couple of years ahead of them maturity wise. So
0: yeah. And Jen's very mature.
1: (laughs) She's very mature, which makes Henry look like a baby. So
0: yeah, and he does look like a baby. (laughs) So Freck tells Jen about a man she was engaged to at 17, but he broke her heart and she never got over it. And she starts to get emotional. And she says, if you break a heart too badly, it might never recover. So now we're with Jen and Henry in the greenhouse again. And he's showing her a flower called the spotted heart. And he tells her that it took Freck over 15 years to breed it correctly. And Jen says, that's older than you. (laughs) And he says, the world's most beautiful things are. (laughs) And Jen Jen says, oh, God. No, I wrote Jen says, oh, God.
1: (laughs) lines a like little thick he's real he's really funny with his cheesy corny lines
0: it was a good line though not to go wrong. it was
1: good I gave it to him
0: he goes in for a kiss and she stops him and he says I thought we were having fun she <laughs> says we, we are but not like that I know like he just assumed that
1: I don't like that he just kind of assumed and then his response was what I thought we were having fun that bothers me like his that entire sentence bothers me so much because it's just, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, you. why does fun automatically equate to making out or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, oh, what? Why are you stopping? Aren't we having fun? Like, I just feel like that's something a creep says. Who's just trying to get in your pants. Like, I just, it bothers me a lot. Yeah. And I don't really know how to like articulate why aside from just kind of saying it like that. Like, I feel like that kind of a phrase is somebody who's some comes from somebody who's like, has like one goal in mind and they're just trying to like butter you up to let you get in their pants. Like I just-
0: That's exactly what it is. And people like assuming things when they don't even know, you know? But I also think it says I a lot about- having
1: his... a good time. Let me put my hand in your pants. What?
0: <laughs> I also think it says a lot about his maturity level.
1: Exactly. And also this is just kind of sealing in Jen's thoughts on, on how she's going to proceed with
0: him right now. I'm so surprised they haven't started dating yet. <laughs> I'm like waiting for the official thing to happen.
1: <laughs> I remember that it takes them a while because Jen is very adamant against it. And then that's why I think in the end, i there's a reason why I don't like Henry that much, and it's because of how it ends. Jen finally gives in to him, falls for him, and then he turns on and leaves her, and I'm pretty sure for someone else or something else he leaves he leaves leaves like he goes away for football camp or something and never comes back and then she goes and visits and he's like seeing somebody else or something like i don't remember the details exactly but it was something like something like that happens and uh and it just makes me not a really a big henry fan
0: i wonder if michael pitches didn't want to come back to the show i don't know because I feel like I remember reading that they wanted to bring him back, like the character back. But I don't know what happens. I got to mm. find these articles. Mm. Um, so he says to her, you asked me to come tonight. Doesn't that count for something? And she says it counts for us to become friends.
1: Again, he's assuming things.
0: And he says, I think I'm in love with you. And she starts to laugh. And she says, you're not in love with me. That's what I said to Justin the first date we ever had. He said uh, he told me he loved me. And I laughed and I said, you don't even know me. <laughs> I was like, you don't love me. You, you don't
1: think you're in lust with me. You just want me for my bod. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank God. I don't even think I had that much confidence in myself to think that he, that's what you want.
1: No, no, That's just the joke that I bring out. It doesn't necessarily mean that I believe it, <laughs> but I'll still say it. <laughs> <'Cause it's> funny, <laughs> And I'll say it just like that. You only want me for my bod. <laughs> From something, some kind of quote. I forget what movie or show that's from. He only wants me for my ball. I, oh my God, it's so funny. What is it from? Doesn't matter. Anyways.
0: But I remember him doing it. I, be, I just remember being like, what the, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And he always says, I can't believe he didn't leave that night. <laughs> like, I can't believe he talked to me after that. I was like, because you seem normal. <laughs> 16 years later. <laughs> um. So... She says, how could you be in love with me? You don't even know me. And he says, because I just am. And she says, I wish it was just that simple. He says, if it's my age, we're not even two years apart. She says, so much is going to happen to you in the next two years. If you do them right, your heart is going to swell and break a hundred times before you turn 16. And he says, and how does that make me feel any less ready for you now? I can still care about you more than anyone ever has. She says, no offense, but that's not saying much. Then give me a shot. What do you have to lose? And she says, what you need right now is someone that can go through all the things that you're going to go through together because I've been there, done that (laughs) pretty much. She's basically done all of it already.
1: You know what this makes me think of when uh, she said something like, you're not in love. And, you know, we were just kind of talking about their age and everything like that. Mm
0: -hmm. It makes
1: me think of, um, you know, the show, the TV show, Sabrina. Mm hmm. And it's the one episode, I think, in like the first or second season. I don't remember. But her and Harvey are dating and she kisses him and he turns into a frog. Okay. So she has... I'm not a,
0: very like, familiar with Sabrina.
1: That That's okay. So I'll tell you. So basically she kisses Harvey and it's the first time that they kiss uh, and he gets turned into a toad. So in order to turn the human back into... A human she <laughs> has to go through these three like true love tests to make sure that you know their love is real and you know this like backwards thing mm. Um, and so of course Sabrina passes all three tests and then her aunts are sitting there talking and they're like did you think that she wasn't going to be able to make it because I forget the consequences the consequences I think was that she would turn into a toad too or something like that <laughs> so if she didn't pass they'd both be toads forever um <laughs> And her one aunt was like, of course she was going to. She's 16. It's always true love when you're 16. Yeah. You know what I mean, so that just made me, it made me think of that episode where where they're talking about teenagers and how it's always love. <laughs> so.
0: I mean. For Henry, he, it is. <laughs> Pacey named his boat true love. So.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. And I mean, Henry, even though Jen says, you're not really in love with me, to Henry right now, he believes he is.
0: He tells her that You know, even though she's been through everything that he's going to go through, he says, except fall in love or else you'd have someone, but you don't. Which says to me that everything you think you know about love is questionable. She says, until I can look at myself without judgments, I'm not ready for anyone, let alone you. And he tells her, you know what you just said about my heart breaking a hundred times? Well, there goes number one. And he leaves. So I personally felt this scene went on way too long. Yeah, and it could have been just cut short somehow. It just every time I was like, "Oh, they're gonna stop. They're gonna cut," but it just kept going on and on and on. Like he was so persistent in trying yes. to get her to say, "Like, okay, I'll give you." He a was shot. trying
1: to use his persuasive skills, and it's just uh it wasn't really working for him.
0: She's like, "Listen, kid, Thank I'm not you. into you." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now we're with Dawson and Gal. They're discussing her firing. And as,
1: as, sorry, as, as Mariah Carey would say, why are you so obsessed with me?
0: (laughs) Sure. I don't know her. (laughs) Um. So Dawson and Gal are discussing her firing and he tells her that she should talk to Mitch because she could use a friend like him right now. And Gal says she doesn't want to, because there's too much history. And Dawson says, well, what's the worst that could happen? And she says, he could help me. We could become friends again. And Dawson says, God help us. And, you know, later on, we do see that they are, like, talking to each other. I was so happy to see Gale back, though. I really was.
1: Me too. Because I forgot that Gale came back this episode.
0: I know. I kept waiting, too. I was like, when is she coming back? And I totally didn't even know she got fired from her job in Philly.
1: No, I forgot that entire plot point. My focus was mostly on the whole Henry and Casey, you know, plots.
0: Yeah. They're, you know, heavy this episode. Gale mm-hmm. was sort of like a D storyline. Um, so now we see Andy is at Joey's yelling at her. She's blaming Joey for Pacey breaking up with her. (laughs) She's so fucking annoying. She's like, you told him, didn't you? And Joey's like, what are you talking about? She's like, get off my fucking porch. Andy
1: psycho ass someplace else.
0: I know. Andy thinks Joey told Pacey that she made up the story about Rob. And Joey says, well, it did cross my mind, but I didn't believe it. Not for one minute. And Joey says, I know you, Andy, you're a good person. I know you wouldn't do anything so hurtful or pain or plainly wrong. And Andy says, you don't know me. Okay. You don't know what I'm capable of, especially when I set my sights on something. (laughs) And she says, yeah, you're determined and a stubborn person. There's nothing wrong with that. And Andy says, it's more than that. It's like, I've got blinders on. And Joey says, what are you talking about? Andy, you need to like, fill me in here. And Andy says, I love him and I need him. And the truth is, (laughs) I don't know what the truth is. And Joey hugs her, you know, just to like calm her down. And we get a montage. We see Freck hanging out with all the drag queens. Henry's walking down the dock by himself in those big boots. And Mitch and Gal are talking on the porch. And Pacey's just standing his boat. And we get the end credits end of the episode next week it's escape from which island and i do vaguely remember this episode <laughs> me, too. me too so that was the episode i thought it was good for one that i never really <laughs> <fucking> remembered remember. <laughs> um i liked everything with jen and her storyline with henry i really like that pacey basically put the final nail in his relationship coffin with Andy. Yep. And um, you know, I'm excited to see where the B and B goes. I, I hope that I hope it becomes successful at least.
1: <laughs> I think that they do.
0: Um any final thoughts?
1: No, I just I'm really excited to see <laughs> wait, Malachi. let me
0: let me let me guess because this is what you say every episode. I'm really excited for this season because I can't wait to see Joey and Dawson. I mean Joey and Pace
1: <laughs> uh uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm just ready for more and more episodes and more interactions between them. I'm just really pumped. Okay, pumped,
0: pumped up, ready. Pump it up, pump it up. All right. Well, I think we can end the episode. I just want to say a big shout out again to our listeners yes, for yes. getting us to six point five thousand downloads, and Ooh. our Instagram followers just keep going up. And we really, really appreciate your support and everything. Um you know, helping us get to where we are. We just hope to keep growing. We appreciate it so much. Jamie, why don't you tell everybody where to find your Instagram?
1: Well, my bookstagram is on Instagram, Lynn underscore book lover. I haven't been super, super active, but I am still there. So yeah.
0: Follow Jamie's bookstagram. You me. will love it. And if you would like to follow us on Instagram, you can do that at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. Mm-hmm. And you can send us any feedback or any Dawson's Creek related stories you would like to share at CreektalkPodcast at gmail.com. We would love to read it in the next episode and check out our link tree and join our official Facebook group. We would yeah. love for you to join and engage with us. It would be so fun to meet the people who are listening to our show. It's yes. amazing. Agreed. Agreed.
1: Engage us people. <laughs> we want to be engaged.
0: So, thank you for listening. We hope you have a great weekend and we'll see you next week with an all new episode of Creek Talk Podcast. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>
1: about Dawson's Creek.